Running Wild with Christine, Sex, Success, and Other Slippery Rabbit Holes. Episode 13, Scary Women. Today I'm here with my very, very dear friend, Sunny, to talk about how we met and the kind of chicks that we are. Hi, Sunny. Hi, Christine. How you doing, my love? I'm good. Good morning. Yeah, I mean, for you, it's very early. It's 7.30. It's 4.30 in the afternoon for me, and I'm still in my pajamas, so we're doing good. <laughs> yeah, me too, so it's all good. Um, so basically, I wanted to take this episode with you because um, we have very similar lives, but we're very different people. Yes. Um, and so um, let's go back to when we met. Yeah, back at UBC. Oh my goodness, um, back in our bartending days. <laughs> yeah, it was almost 10 years ago. I mean, you're the bartender, really, not me. <laughs> I mean, yes, I have to give you a little bit of context. Um, Sunny worked for what, like two, three semesters? No, like two years. Well, that's like two, three semesters. <laughs> um, so she shows up, and we're both servers at this massive uh, university pub or bar, um, and I like see this gorgeous 5'10, like pretty girl come in and I'm just like, who is this bitch? <laughs> She's just yeah. like, kind of like a resting That's bitch face. <laughs> just like too pretty, always full of makeup, like hair did, like blah, 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 shows up, does the bare minimum. <laughs> I mean... We were serving a bunch of boys, so I think that that was appropriate. It was totally appropriate. Uh, <laughs> and then one, one day she just, like, shows up with, like, zero makeup on, hair in a bun, like, basically in her sweats. And I'm just like, oh, I like you more now. <laughs> yeah, and you the st- real me was revealed. Oh, no, like, that wasn't the revelation. The revelation was, like, you said something so freakishly rude but so honest to someone, like, straight in their face and was, like, not even faced by it. And I was like, ha! You're yes, awesome. and that's never stopped, so. <laughs> no, it hasn't. But it was the, the beginning yeah. of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> totally. I think that that's really rare because it's really difficult for women to be honest about how they feel, and quite often they're just, like, catering to yes. the group, you know? And I think when you have somebody who's, like, brutally honest or, like, blunt, yeah. Um, it often like rubs women the wrong way and and it's nice to find somebody who appreciates it yeah I mean I totally agree with you I think we're like just taught to say the right thing or do the right thing and like appear a certain way and then and then you have like us who are like fuck that (laughs) yeah like that's not really I'm not interested in making a connection with someone based on like I don't know small talk or well you can't make a connection that's the whole no exactly Like, I think that um, the minute that you get away, I think I was shocked, actually, when we met, it was like the first year that I was in North America, and I was just like, Mm -hmm. what is this? What am I supposed to do? Pretty polite here. It's very weird. But it's not even... like, surface. Yeah, exactly. It's not even politeness, because polite is nice. It's like, excuse me, please, sorry. Like, that's okay. But the whole, like... It's just not very deep. No. Especially Vancouver. Like, Vancouver is, like, notorious for being super flaky. Like, I'll see you. Like, let's meet up later this week, and then you just don't. I mean, I I do that with you all the time. You do that. (laughs) You do that. 
you're not from here. It took me, but, yeah, it took me I four think years. It was definitely a challenge. It took me four years to realize that that was okay, that I could flake on people because it was just the norm. <laughs> I remember having a discussion with you being like, you should just not do that if you don't want to do that. It's okay. <laughs> like proper Swiss education. But, but I said yes, but I have to. But like World War Three will like explode if I don't actually do the thing that I said I would do. And you were like, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, but um, I think more interesting than that is actually like how we've evolved since. I think it's yeah. really interesting that we were both sort of like in the very normative track, like, you know, going to really good schools, doing degrees. Neither of us really knew why. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, thanks, dad. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Uh, both of us were thinking our dads a lot and still are still uh, do but um do you want to give the listeners a bit of background as to you like what um you've studied what you do now like what's your yeah story? um I grew up in Vancouver um I went to an all-girls private school my whole life which was super weird I can't even um, picture you there <laughs> Um, but ultimately <laughs> it was okay. Um, I got into all the schools I wanted to go to, which was amazing. And, um, my parents always really pushed like getting a very good education and becoming a independent woman. Um, actually growing up in an environment of all women was really empowering Yeah. when you don't pay attention to all the bullshit that goes along with that (laughs) but yeah I totally think that from that experience at least I figured out who I was pretty early and and what was important to me anyways then I went to UBC and um studied a bunch of different things before I figured it out how long were you at UBC for a history degree and I also did an art history minor and then I parlayed that into working for like a local news station, yeah, which was pretty cool, um, which I then turned into a publicist job, yeah, which was also really cool, and um, got to travel a lot with that. And now I am back at school, which I love, and I'm studying industrial design, which I also love and super hard but uh, <laughs> no life I talked to you maybe like four times in the past six months so, um, and each time it was to say great. I have to go to school I'm so busy I'm sorry I'll yeah. call you later <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah it's uh took me a long time to get to some place where I was doing something that I'm like really passionate about so yeah it's preach great. preach I feel you but yeah um, it's a weird time when you're like trying to figure that out and then when you do it feels really good and I think that you're kind of in that same boat too yeah which is exciting as your friend I love that it is it is also for you but I think it's an interesting thing that's happening also sort of like on a greater scheme is that both of us are in our like late 20s and we've been either in school or in sort of non-permanent jobs or like jobs that we knew were temporary for like the last for us, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's like people, like for you and me, I think that you and I both sort of understood the benefits of each of the steps that we, we've taken, even though we're like, oh, that was brutal. Why did I do that? Like you still sort of get the thing. Whereas I see a lot of uh, people around me and, and women particularly 
look at a path like that that looks a little chaotic and looks a little like left right center and like yeah, what are you not, doing non-linear as as um, a failure and i'm just like no like that's we, we're not living in the 50s anymore this is what it looks like to try things no it's not a failure at all and i i actually have this discussion with lots of people because i think at least where i grew up like you go to university and then you leave and then you start looking for like your career yeah and I even did that. Like when I graduated, first of all, I put it off for two years because I was like, I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> and then when I finally did, I was like, what, what do I do now? Like I have this degree that is not really applicable to anything yeah. um, practical. Um, and then when I did find that, like it felt good for the beginning to have like a job that could be considered something I guess I could have done as a career yeah like having that peace of mind and just like I remember going out for dinner with friends and and them talking about how important that was and like parlaying their job into another job and I just remember sitting there being like this doesn't really feel like me like yeah maybe one day if I find something that like I love like love 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 or like working for myself but yeah like when I when I quit my job it was a huge deal that I didn't have something lined up and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that I've talked to now that are kind of like trying to figure out their next move there's a lot of anxiety about quitting your job yeah. and it's just like if it doesn't make you happy like what are you doing I know like, I get I get you have to pay your bills and blah blah yeah. blah but like that would be the top of my list like trying to figure out what I was doing every day that would make me happy. And exactly. And I think you and I are both like pros at quitting our jobs with no like backup. And there is, of course, a certain like privilege to it. Like you tagged me into a oh, meme today. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like my parents are amazing and I was able to do that because of them. But at the same time, like when I did that, I gave myself a time limit. Yeah. And when I reached that time limit, I'm like, that's it. Like either you find another job that you're maybe not in love with or you start something new that is exciting and scary and that's what I did I went back to school and and I think it's just the uncertainty that really deters people from doing that which is and also just our culture of like staying busy like like you want to take some time off like it's always sort of like a luxury like oh isn't that nice for you and it's like that should be (laughs) normal (laughs) like we should be like looking after ourselves not just like working for the man you, you know? should have like, you should have seen the faces of my friends because i conversely like in european culture you have at least five weeks of vacation per year at least like this is the minimum like four weeks paid nice. and then like <laughs> 10 days like days off of random reasons mm-hmm. um and so when i was like oh everyone's uh, when i came back to europe after vancouver everyone's like oh but like why'd you leave i'm like you go live in the middle of nowhere with like 10 days off a year. Like I cannot do that. Like there is no physical way. Well, I think especially for people like you and I, which is another privilege, but like we traveled a lot and that to me was like the most stifling. And like, I even have to travel for my job to great places like New York and LA or whatever, but it's just like not being able to have the freedom to get away when you need to get away or like experience a different culture when you need to change and like, but like you said, That's, just take the time for yourself, whatever that time looks like, whether it's traveling it or sitting at home watching Netflix or whatever your self-care practice is. Like that's just something that you need to do. And so the the vision that that's a luxury is so North American and so actually like for me uh, indicative of like what the state of like your mental health and your personal wellness is like totally. so at the bottom of the priority. And I'm like, what? and it's it's almost like a taboo to bring it up, like. I remember working and, and saying, 
those things like this doesn't seem like enough or whatever and it's just sort of like well like maybe you don't need this job then but I do so like I'm gonna work harder than you okay what like what that's not how competition works do with it no and and it's so frustrating I think as well when you start like voicing those things when especially when you're aware that it's a privilege. I'm not saying like when you're arrogantly being like, how can I not do this and go to bed? No, I I would not describe, I mean, I'm taking liberty, but I would not describe either of us as like entitled or, you know, so having a conversation like that, that's not the important part. It's more just like in general, this is a bad setup. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe people just don't voice their opinions about stuff like that. Um, much like they don't say blunt things to people's face. And it's just like, you have to speak your mind and that's important. And you shouldn't be held, held, it shouldn't be held against you if you think differently than the rest of them, you know? Yeah, and I think that sort of ties into like the next topic that you and I wanted to bring up today is the fact that both you and I, in very different ways, come off as like super scary (laughs) oh yeah very intimidating I get that all the time which is hilarious because I'm like (laughs) not, and neither are you no both (laughs) of us are these frail little things like oh just crying to Grey's Anatomy and you're like yeah or like incredibly clumsy or I don't fucking know I never know what's going on so the biggest space kid out over here and I'm like what what (laughs) you're like I just wasn't paying attention <laughs> yeah, what that like. <laughs> not even because I'm not interested it just happens <laughs> but I yeah but I think that's so weird that like we get that but from men and women like the oh you seem so this and you seem so that I'm like what are you basing this off of yeah like to be honest I I actually have a much harder time making like well, maybe not harder but I seem to like be able to talk most honestly with men. Yeah. I think it's growing up in a household with a brother. Yeah. Yours is the same. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, even when I met you, like that's generally the impression that people get. Yeah. And then with women, I find like the other side of that, the one that you liked where, you know, I was just myself. Like, that doesn't usually go over that well either, so. <laughs> so yeah. Like, well. yeah, it's so it's so weird because I think that there's a certain, it's kind of like when we were talking about, like, you know, for example, my relationship with Liam or, like, your failed previous relationships of just us being like, why did we do that? <laughs> just looking at each other of, like, what were we oh, thinking? Yeah. And I think it's... Yeah, many many of those. (laughs) Yeah, but I think they tie into the fact that they sort of, at least for me, like, correct me if that wasn't the case for you, but, like, I felt like um, he played it off as if he wasn't intimidated by me and therefore he I seemed more insecure than he was in that relationship which was actually a positive, weird, backwards way of, you know, making me feel not so big and imposing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. his total projection, like he was the insecure one for sure. And then, and, and like, I'm not sure if he is or isn't now, but at that point in time, like that's what that was of him, like overcompensating well, his lack of self-awareness and making me yeah, feel Yeah, I think, I think that idea of like male insecurity in general is something that definitely ties into the first impression that you and I give. Yeah. But also like 
my experience is like men are very attracted to that confidence that you put forth. Yeah. And like, it's obvious, like, I don't know. I have girlfriends who are really insecure and like, at least from my perspective, like I can see it a mile away. Yeah. Um, which is fine. And like, you know, whatever that we're all different. But for me, my experience is like, I'll meet someone. They'll be so into the fact that I'm like myself and like spontaneous and confident. Mm -hmm. And then when they get down to it, like they find it quite threatening. And then you're stuck in this thing. Like, (laughs) this is who I am. Like you, that, that, that was what you liked. And then it's like, feels almost like they're trying to tame you or change you. Yeah. It's, it's it's so weird. I totally relate with it because you're just like, wait a minute. So the whole point of me, like the essence, if you want to boil me down to one thing, the essence of my personality is that I am who I am, that you don't have surprises, that you saw who I was and like just won't have a surprise effect when um, <laughs> a massive truck is just driving by Sunny, so we have to take a break. Sorry, guys, this is what happens when you don't edit podcasts. Um, <laughs> what I was saying is that, like, you, you, you basically sell them a package that's you, and they're not used to that. They're used to, like, you trying to, like, flirt or whatever, presenting the best side. We're just like, poof, this is who I am. Like, no, no weirdness. To, like, there's nothing that's going to pop out and surprise you. And then they're like, oh, there's nothing that's going to pop out and surprise me. That's weird. Like, you don't get normal after a while? And you're like, what? <laughs> Why would you no. want me to get, like, any different than what attracted you in the first place? I don't understand. I really don't get it. I also, like, I couldn't put that on. Oh, no, like, you're terrible. There is, there is no other face. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, an interesting thing. It's definitely a double-edged sword. Like, I don't know. I think it's partly, for me, like, how I was brought up. Um, for me, too. Like, my dad is such a central figure in my life, and... He, since I was like a kid, you know, wanted me to be this fiercely independent woman. And I loved him for that. And I think that that has shaped my entire life. But at the same time, like, it's hard to be fiercely independent and then also compromise, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, like, on the one hand, I feel like dating, sometimes I get misunderstood or like people want to change me. But on the other hand, I'm like. I also don't really give a lot, so... Yeah. And, like, coming to that awareness was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, okay, I guess I could maybe... Give a little. (laughs) Give a little here. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather be that way than... Than eyes. Yeah. I I have the opposite problem. Is that... (laughs) She says, judging me. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a great quality. You know, I've been like, you are yourself with your friends and your relationships. Like, I'm very different with my friends and I am with my boyfriend. So that's true. You know? Yeah. I don't think you should. I think it's great. I think it's great. You are I give like, a lot. <laughs> so full of empathy. And that is like the best quality. So thanks. Yeah, it's also like, I mean, anyone who's read the book will be like, uh, yeah, calm I'm down on the empathy. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why did you go back? And why are you like, keep going back to him? <laughs> yeah. 
You guys, yeah. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I think we can learn a little bit from each other for sure. <laughs> but but no, I, I think that that's good though. Like you're open and, and I think if more people approached relationships with empathy instead of self-preservation or yeah. pride or ego, whatever, things would be like a lot softer and nicer and honest. Yeah, but that's like a like you were saying about I think like um, confidence issues both for men and women or it's like a big it's work like it's exhausting it's like when you said coming to that self awareness is hard it's like you actually have to decide that you want to have a look at what's inside and have a look at like what your faults might be or what you know you're receiving from the other person and why that's making you react in a certain way and that's an active freaking like oh, work in yeah. progress I think. Like, choosing, like, I've put a lot of thought into this after a series of breakups, but one in particular, and and I just, like, did a lot of self-reflecting, and I think when you're thoughtful in your relationships, um, and you choose to, like, approach things with empathy or softness, like, it's an exercise, especially yeah. for people like you and me, like, I'm, like, I could meet you at your level and, like, get angry back, and it's just, like... yeah. I, I don't want to do that anymore. That's not like the kind of relationship I want with anybody. Yeah, but it's difficult because it's sort of like instinctive also. Like, oh, totally. Especially. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, especially because both of us are actually quite calm, cool, and collected when we're being logical and like we're, we have like the brains of academics, but also mm -hmm. we have the total like passion instinct thing of like, rah, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, like, you in particular, quite passionate. Me, on the other hand, very quick to fuck it. So, <laughs> like... Yeah, I get angry, you leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just am very good at shutting that off. Oh, my God. Do you remember when I screamed at you that one night, like, years ago in front of a club? <laughs> yeah, vividly. I was like, why? First of all, I was like, why are you yelling at me? And then... I was crying. I think there's a lot of tequila involved in that evening. But I thought it was really funny because I was like, I'm trying to protect you, but it didn't come off like that. It came off as like me totally scolding you. And then you were like, you know, I can't do feelings. Why are you making me do feelings right now? <laughs> and I was just like running away. I was like, fair enough. That probably was not the best way to deal with our friendship. But I think that comes with age, you know, like, like realizing that, a relationship is not just your experience. Like, oh, God. I, I say this all the time, and it sounds like such a stoner thought, but it's like each person is having their own experience, and they both need different things. And, like, sometimes what you need is not what the other person needs. Yeah. And it's just, like, hard to find that middle ground. Dude, I, I take that one step further. Like, that was sort of the biggest question I had, and I, I asked myself... Uh, when I was um, writing the parts, like the difficult parts of the book, I was just like, oh my God, I was totally having a relationship with myself. Like he was having an entirely different relationship than I was, even though we we're talking about the same one, like our, just our points of view made totally different that. Yeah. And I will never know exactly what his point of view was. Like if we had a communication system, we might've like shared and, and found sort of a common ground. Um, but like that was sort of such a harsh realization of being like, Actually, you're always only, like, in your own head. Like, you will never truly... I think, I think that that 
perspective, you can only have A, like, when it's done. Yeah. And B, like, we were, you were with him, like, a few years ago, right? Like, it's, yeah. you're young, you're young, and when you're in your early 20s, like, it is all about you. Yeah. Like, totally all about you. And it wasn't until, like, I, for me, on my path or whatever, until I decided I wanted to be single. Like, all my life before, like, you should be single. And I was like, that's dumb advice. Like, I'm not just going to, like, do that because <laughs> you, you did, said so. Like, I hate it when people say that. <laughs> But when I came to it on my own, for my own reasons, and I loved, like, I loved just being accountable to myself. Oh, being sharkies and, together? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, just trying to enjoy that and, like, live in that and, like, stop looking for somebody else to make me feel um, better um, or, like, anything at all. Yeah. Then then you can – then that gave me the, the distance to reflect and be like, oh, this was how I was also approaching relationships, which is not – doesn't work just doesn't work yeah I think it's a tough like thing and like I actually wonder nowadays I'm like okay now that I'm in my late 20s and because I've been single for what like uh over two years now mm-hmm. and I'm like oh the next one like what's that gonna be like because it's gonna be such an entirely different experience dude it's really weird <laughs> it's very strange as like <laughs> you're in that me. right now yeah it's it's great I love it but like I'm constantly thinking about how it's different in like positive ways for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I you think about it a lot more. Like I just like went through my old relationships. Like I don't think I was present. Yes. It's just like la di da like this feels good. Sometimes it feels shitty. But like it's working, so whatever. And and now I'm like I I want it to work and this person I've chosen this person and like Yeah. It's so funny because... much more thoughtful about it. And I think that's why people were telling you also, like, you should be single. Like, I think that, like, is a horrible thing to say to someone, but I think it comes from that place of, like, are you actually where you want to be? Sort of, like, is this what you want to be doing? And for me, it was the other way around because I was constantly single. And so I feel like it was kind of like the other side of the coin where when I finally met Liam, everyone was like, that's it, get together. And there was just, like, this massive push of, like, enthusiasm from everyone around me and myself of like totally yay and then and then when I look back now I'm like okay was that actually him or was it just like the timing of me meeting him and being sort of like well everyone's in a relationship so what do I do now yeah I think I think there are times in our life when it's more conducive to being in a relationship and definitely like if your friends are all in it or whatever like things like that influence it or like I don't know like when I started school like I really want that was a personal journey like going back to school so being single for me was like really enjoyable and I just like honestly didn't have the capacity to think about that and now (laughs) that I'm like kind of settled I was like okay like I'm open to this and I think that those um situations like pop up periodically Mm -hmm. and and it's okay like you know maybe it was the right time but the wrong person yeah 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 Oh my god, right now it's the funniest thing though. People are like, so do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, where would I put him? In my suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can bring him to come and live in my house when you return. 
<laughs> you yes. both live under my stairs. <laughs> I am, for context, you guys, I'm moving under Sunny's stairs uh, when I go back to Vancouver this summer. Um, I'm going to be her little Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> but um, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited too. And I think that's going to like bring up so many interesting questions as well. Because like for the longest time now, like the, the one thing that's made me like actually stable was the lack of stability. Because you sort of like... Kind of like we were talking about being a shark. Like, you have to keep moving. So when you're keeping on moving, you don't, like... You're just constantly motivating yourself because you can't just sit down and, and, like, be in the routine that's, like, assigned to you. Totally. But I think, especially when you're doing something creative, like writing a book, um, you need that, like, constant stimulus or, like, Mm -hmm. something... You need to feel uncomfortable in order to, like, produce good work, you know? And, and I think that was really important in your journey and your process. Mm -hmm. So there's no way you could have like sat in Vancouver and written that book. Dude, like I I looked at the the blog post. The one thing I wrote in the last two years in Vancouver was a post called hiatus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh God. But I'm interested to see what it will be like for you returning because I think now that you've been away for so long, like, I don't, I don't know, just at least from talking to you, you seem excited and like, yeah, this I, place is not the most exciting place, but I think there's lots of opportunities now and exactly. it'd be interesting to see like what you take away from it this I, time. I agree. I am excited because I think this time I'm like, okay, I'm going back for one, the people. Including you as a big one. Yes. Um, but also, I know. <laughs> there she is. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, I think the, the, right now it's like, okay, well, I planned for today and I planned for tomorrow for the last two years. Like being like, okay, six weeks from now is the longest like, like visibility I will have. Uh-huh. And, then, and then now I'm like, okay, so I'm setting up these things that are totally movable. Like none of them are fixed. Like I... Yes, I want to move to Vancouver, get into the movie industry, work on project creative-based types of roles. Like, I have this idea. Uh, by the way, if you know of any jobs, like, hit me up. But, um, but, but I got you. it's all movable. Like, it's all, like, if something else happens that's more exciting or that's different or that's somewhere else for longer or shorter, I'm still not in the same place of three years ago having my rent, having my thing, and having, being like, oh, I have to because of this, and I have to because of my visa, and I have to because of blah. Like, there's no such pressure. Yeah, I think it's very different when it's your choice. Yeah. Um, and I think on that flip side, like, it is nice to have a home base. And I don't mean home base, like, one place, but, mm-hmm. like, having the people that are important to you, like, that's very grounding. Yeah. And especially if you're, like, embarking on a more of a creative path trajectory, yeah. like, that's really important. Um like you need that freedom and you need to be able to like flex whatever ideas you have, but you mm-hmm. also need like something that holds you down. Yeah. Especially. It'll be interesting to see like what your next book is about, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> where's that going to go? <laughs> oh my God. When I think about the last year, since basically the timeline of the books ends, I'm like, um, <laughs> I have so many things to catch up on and tell you guys. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's exciting. It's exciting. I think, it's like also super brave that you wrote a book about yourself. Like it's very Christine. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it just, it, it, that takes a lot of bravery and you have to be, um, self-aware. And I think that if you had written this book, like five years ago, it would be completely different. Oh so God. yeah, that perspective is like so important. Yeah. And I think and that was the realization also of writing it. Like you, like you and I were talking about like the therapeutic aspects of it is like, I was reading stuff that I wrote like five years ago and I was like, <laughs> no, like that is not what that was. But it's, it, that's good. Like think about all the growth that that shows. Yeah. And like, I think, I think being thoughtful about your life and about your, your past and what has shaped you and who you want to become is like a really difficult exercise first of all and like to share it with other people is like incredibly brave so thank you ban <laughs> yeah you should really be proud of that thank you i couldn't do it i'd be like no <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah, i mean that part, let's just erase that part let's tear that page <laughs> <laughs> i mean we all do that but like it, i think that you do that on your own like sort of like scale and level is that like I think as much as, um, like, it's funny because I get that, I get that comment sort of like of the open book thing, like a lot of like, oh, like it takes a certain person to have that kind of, um, to want to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, we do this as women though. Like I'm, I, I, I feel sorry for men sometimes, like, cause we have these friendships, like you, especially you and I, and like our friends, like we will sit down and be like, this is the shittiest thing that I've done or that has been done to me. And I want to unpack it with you because I don't know what the hell to do with this information. Um, so we do have that like sort of instinct to do that. And I think that's one of the parts where I feel sort of the worst um, for men. And I wish them to have these kinds of like um, friendships or mechanisms where they can actually delve into the feelings that they have because we keep pretending like they don't have them and like they shouldn't have them or show them or, you know, that's the social rule. And I'm like, totally not fair. Totally. And like, I don't know, my my brother is my best friend and we go through like a lot of the sim similar things, like whatever it may be, like family or blah, blah, blah. He's also a student. And there's lots of times where I'm like, I wish that you had that outlet for yeah. yourself. And I think it would make everybody more thoughtful and empathetic and mindful, you know, yeah, that would be great. We do do that. It's true. Um, <laughs> Especially the type of women that are so brutally honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was a really shitty person. <laughs> I don't want to be that way anymore. Or, like, you know, that's okay. It really is. And I think that it's funny because uh, this is what one of the things that makes me the most happy about the book. And this is like sort of why I, I really did it is like I had these conversations with women who aren't typically as brutally honest as you and I and who were like, oh, so I read this part. I don't know about cheating or about like um, difficulty orgasming and like all of these topics that can be super difficult to approach if you don't have like a reason or if you don't have a relationship like yours and, and mine. Uh -huh. um, and they were having them with me and they were like very sort of proper women who, you know, and I'm like, ah, like you also want it. You just never, you were never told like, hey, do it or That's like okay. you can or yeah. Yeah, and, and I get why people might find it intimidating when, you know, you ask, like, hard questions yeah. or you feel comfortable sharing hard opinions or even just playing devil's advocate. Like, lots of people don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really liked that in reading your book because it's just, like, so 
not harsh on yourself, but just like an honest reflection. And it was funny. And it was just like, <laughs> that's who you are. That's <laughs> totally who you are. I love um, Sunny's expert opinion. This is definitely Christine. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I often, when I was reading it, I was like, I wonder what other people think that don't know her. And I was like, felt very lucky. And also like, felt like I had like this inside scoop. I was like, <laughs> I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true to yourself. Thanks. And that's really, really cool. I'm glad to hear. Well, um, is there any parting words that you want to share? Like, is there a topic that we didn't bring up that you feel should be talked about more? Um, I think maybe like just tying into that last thing and even like the first thing that we talked about very full circle is like your book and you like talk a lot about sex mm -hmm. and I think it does like make people uncomfortable, which it shouldn't. Everybody does it. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know, like I think I was looking at your Instagram the other day about like why you might lose followers or gain followers and like yeah. what is that about? And And I don't know why it's still such a stigma. It's like so stupid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I'd rather talk about that any day than like your feelings or the my weather. feelings. You know? <laughs> It's like... But I, it, I everybody's think, talking about it anyways yeah and this is like one of the things like I'm, I'm on a podcast um, uh, on Next Femmes podcast um, soon and we were talking about the fact I that, love like, that I love that yeah I remember in university when we would talk about feminism and it was like such an uncomfortable topic oh my and god I yeah I say it in the book I'm like I don't call myself a feminist and like you and, and my other yeah, friend I like lost my mind <laughs> I was but like, I'm I've like, changed my mind. Actually, mostly, I think because you are one, yeah, and like, I, I do say that now, like happily. Yeah, totally, totally. But I think it's and it's, you should be able to talk about whatever the fuck you want, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but it was it was really funny because so basically with Tara, the the host of Next Fem, she was like. Um, she was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely still uncomfortable talking about sex sometimes. And like, this is like a thing that I'm working on. And I was like, well, like as grownups, let's face it. I mean, I guess you're a bit of an exception because you still do nap time, but like we don't have play time or nap time. We have sex. That's our one thing that like, isn't meant to make money. Isn't meant to further like blah, blah, blah. Okay. You can potentially procreate, but like, we don't treat it. Like we're talking about pleasure. Like, that moment uh -huh. of just, like, pleasure is the one fucking thing we have for us. Like, why is it such a taboo? Like, can we not just all have more of it and be nicer people? Be nicer to people who want to. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You want to sleep with whoever you want to? Like, good for you. I'm like, go for it. Yeah. But and it still has this, like, huge stigma. It's not, uh, it's not okay. And, like, you and I have been out and talking to other women and oh they don't like it and it's like what i'm not asking you to sleep with a lot of people like no <laughs> but like what why do you care <laughs> oh my god i know it's so weird and that that i think is like not about sex but just like women being able to talk about whatever they want and do whatever they want within reason like you know be a good human yeah but like what like that is like a place where feminism is important. And, yes. and I think if sex was like more openly talked about, 
things like this Me Too thing and like all of this stuff, which is coming to the surface, which is amazing, but it wouldn't be like so taboo and it wouldn't like that, that, that shouldn't be. And and at the same time, I think it's really important to have these sort of uh, in favor of sex and in favor of pleasure conversations at the same time and alongside the Me Too and the Time's Up. Totally, because totally. it's about ultimately agency, like human's agency. Like, yes, women's agency, yes, but also like I'm thinking about asexual people and whatever. The entire concept of like sexual agency um, and consent, like they're basically like there's not two sides of a coin there's not like the puritanical let's not have sex let's not flirt you're such a feminist no but like it's a friend (laughs) but i'm just like can we can we just talk about it now like is is this okay like can we just it is it is about agency it is totally it's not one side or the other side it's about like you doing what's right for you oh my god i remember when you sent me the cat person article and i think like your caption was like (laughs) oh every single date i've been on i was like please tell me this ain't true i was like no maybe the guy was that awkward yes but like don't tell me you stayed and like had the like just you would have left like we would have like say something say i'm Uh, not sure i don't know i really liked that article um but like i definitely don't don't do that but I, in the in the past when I was younger yeah I I think you know you're in a situation where maybe you don't love whoever what like you're, you're not loving the date yeah um and that to me has definitely been a way to get out of it and that is not something I'm proud of but like you just want it over and done with oh I've done and that now, now I'd be like no <laughs> But this is what I'm saying because we can't we because we don't feel so comfortable talking about it like I completely agree with you I've been in that situation where I've been like well maybe I'll just like blow you so that like it's over okay it's it's awful to say that but and also on the on the flip side sometimes I'm just like all that's all I want and then I want to never see you again yeah, yeah. <laughs> you but, know? but if we were more comfortable talking about it, I would have definitely, there's situations where I, if I could go back, I would be like, actually, I'm undecided. Like, I sort of think I might want to fuck you, but I'm not entirely sure. And give me the fucking right to not be sure until I am. And if that's not okay, then yeah. I'll just leave. We'll just agree to, to part ways. And I would never judge somebody who has sex for no other reason than they just, you know they want the date to be over whatever it might be mm-hmm. like you do you but like the moments where I have been like no I'm not interested I've felt so much better about myself yeah and I think that if we felt like we had that option more often which we um, do which of course we do everybody does but it's always uncomfortable and yeah. I think and it comes from um, the taboo it comes from all of these things that we've been taught the like what's the expectation of blah, blah, blah. I'm like if we just o- communicated more openly it would take away yeah, a lot of the and, gray zone. And I'm like, this is coming from somebody who would gladly tell you to fuck off if I don't like you. But like in those situations, you, it's not pressure so much. It's just like, I don't want to deal with it. Or like, yeah. I don't want to have that conversation. Because and that, the conversation is uncomfortable. <laughs> of course. But and it's it just wasn't. like, Imagine is it, it worth it? And now I, I think it totally is. Yeah. I would never go on another date like that, but it's crazy. I think, yeah, I think yeah, I think there's a lot of work to be done on our communication skills. A hundred percent. 
I think that's like the number one thing. It's like, let's just talk. <laughs> just, just talk more. Try that. <laughs> like simple, tiny plaster. Like, you know. I know. Trust uh, me. I get it. But yeah. It's my, that's what I'm figuring out too. Yeah. On I, that note. <laughs> you have to go to class and I potentially I should put on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm a firm believer in not being on clothes if you don't have to just, just lounge awesome well thank you so much for this awesome chat i'm so excited to hear what you guys think about um our topics i know some of them will likely be controversial but that's okay no, um, i love it i can't wait for you to for you to get here we can have another one yes absolutely so thanks for listening you guys um get to me on twitter and instagram at christine wild underscore or on just And talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.